Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. I apologize for any noise or anything like that that you hear. Um, I will say that I'm in my car in the middle of absolute nowhere. I, to be honest, I have absolutely no idea where I am. I just went for a drive and I ended up here. And I'm just hoping that I know how to get back to where I'm going. So, but sometimes that's what life's about, right? You don't know. You just take the road and pray that everything turns out okay. (laughs) But uh, anyway, I'm making this podcast right now because, number one, I have time. Number two, this this is actually something that I've wanted to make for a little bit. Because I haven't made a podcast in a really, really long time. Like, extremely long. So, I've been kind of working on making one. And this guy just waved at me. Hi! <laughs> oh, he's got a baby! Okay, sorry. I got distracted. There was a guy driving by. Yeah, a little baby in the back seat. How cute! Okay. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been wanting to make this podcast for a little bit. And honestly, straight up, I have not had time. I have not, I have not had time to think this week. Like, my brain has been a hundred different directions. So, I'm, I'm going to take today, today's Friday, and I'm going to make this podcast while I'm sitting in the middle of nowhere. Um, so, I know, some of you may not even notice, some of you may have. I stopped making podcasts for probably, I don't know, probably a good six six maybe almost seven months um which was definitely something that I didn't want to do I'd never wanted to go that long without making a podcast my goal was to have one at least every month or every two weeks something like that um but I went I went a really good stretch without making one and I kind of want to go into an explanation um but I want to kind of talk about some things that we struggle with as Christians that no one really wants to talk about uh, or not really, no one really, really wants to talk about, I guess you could say. It's just something that doesn't really get talked about because we, I, I know I can speak for myself here, I can't really speak for everybody, but we like to hide things because we don't want anyone else to know that we're struggling with them or that we're dealing with this stuff. And so I know that sometimes it gets swept under the rug and we face it alone. And to be honest, well, for me, I did not have the strength to face this alone, and I I did it anyway. Um, not because nobody wanted to help me, but it was because I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know what to do. I didn't understand what I was feeling. But I'm just going to kind of jump right here, jump right into this. Um, I'm not going to jump anywhere. I'm just going to jump into the story here. Um, I think November was the last time I had made a podcast. Um, so probably the beginning of December, I think, is when everything kind of went haywire for me. Um, beginning of December, some things happened personally and not really personally, just some things happened like with my family. I think it was just some things were said to me. I I can't remember exactly because it's, it's been a minute and I've kind of grown a little bit since then. Um, so things were kind of said to me and I got really, really hurt. Um, I've been dealing with uh, some insecurities for, I don't know, probably a couple of years now, like really dealing with these insecurities. Um, and it was just something that I didn't want to face yet. So I just kind of kept, you know, putting it on the back burner. I'll come back to this later, or I'll come back to this when I have the mental capacity to deal with it. Or I was always coming up with an excuse to kind of put an insecurity on the back burner that really should have been dealt with. 
as soon as I realized I needed help with it. Um, so that's something you can take away. Always get help for those insecurities or those fears or whatever it may be. Don't put it on the back burner. You need to work on it now. Um, anyway, so basically I put this thing on the back burner and it slowly began to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And some of it had to do with my friends growing up, getting married, yada, yada, yada. All, we all deal with that. Some of it had to do with just personal insecurities or fears and anxieties from when I was a kid that I didn't, I wasn't ready to face yet, even though I was an adult now. That inner child, I guess you could say, within me was not ready to face those things, was not ready to deal with that because I'd been putting it in the back of my head for, for I mean, years. I wasn't ready to deal with that, and I didn't really know how to. I didn't know how to confront those those issues head on, um, and I didn't want help. I'm going to be honest. I really didn't want help. I'm a very, very stubborn individual, and that counts against me a lot of times in my life. Um, usually when I make up my mind, that's what I'm going to do. And a lot of people can't really, a lot of people can, you know, give me their opinion, but it, it really takes a very, very special person to be able to change my mind, I guess you could say. Uh, but anyway, so I put those, those things on the back burner. And when this thing got said to me, I I can't, I'm not even going to go into details because I don't remember exactly. And I don't want to lie to anybody, um, because this could just have been the way that my brain interpreted it. So that doesn't actually mean the truth. That's something else that you could take away from this. Sometimes when things get said to us, our brain takes it a different way. So we interpret it different. Um, not saying that's not what the person meant, but I'm just saying sometimes our brain will take away different bits and pieces of it. And it's not necessarily the truth. But anyway, so back to the back to the main point here. So basically my brain had interpreted something a little bit different and a seed of hurt was planted within me and from that seed of hurt and fear and insecurity whatever you want to call it something bigger began to grow and when hurt is rooted like that deep within you there begins to uh there begins a a what do you call it sorry this person drove drove by me and they had like an orange car and i got a little distracted that's a really like bright car <laughs> Anyway, uh, but anyway, yeah, I had this hurt rooted deep within me. And what happened was when I didn't want to deal with it, it became anger. Um, the hurt began to, began to turn to anger because, number one, I felt like no one cared. Uh, number two, I didn't know how to assess the situation. I didn't know how to deal with the hurt because, like, when I was a child, I just put those things on the back burner. Not saying that it's anyone's fault. I'm just saying that it was just something I I didn't know how to deal with and I'm not the kind of person to ask for help that's one of my flaws and one of the good things about me I don't really ask for help I usually just try to do it myself that can be a very very big flaw okay you take notes people take notes that can be a very big flaw and that can also be something that you need to work on um because even when your relationship with God not being able to ask for help sometimes can count against you if you know if you get what I'm saying um God wants us to ask him for help sometimes he wants us to be obedient and when you're if you're as stubborn as I am and you're set like on one thing and you have trouble asking for help it can be a it can counteract your relationship with him um just because I didn't know how to ask for help I felt like my relationship with God was crumbling 
And not only was I losing faith in him, even though I'm pretty sure all he wanted me to do was ask for help because he wasn't going to try to like swoop in and save the day. So anyway, they had a boat. Um, sorry, I keep being very distracted by these cars. I don't even know where I am, but like, it's very pretty and I didn't realize it was this busy. I'm sorry guys. But anyway, so yeah, it began to counteract my relationship with him and it kind of began to like work on, work on like, trying to think of the word. Anyway, we're just going to kind of start from the beginning there. Basically, with me not being able to ask for help, it began to affect my relationship with God because that hurt that turned into anger was now bigger than I knew how to deal with. I didn't know what to do next and I didn't want to ask for help because I felt like as a Christian, I was supposed to have it together. I was raised in this from the time I was eight years old. I'm 20 now. I was 20 when I was dealing with it. So I'm almost 21, but I I felt like I should have known. And then that I should have known attitude turned into, well, they should have known too. And so that hurt and that anger got bigger because I thought that other people should have seen me hurting and they should have come to the rescue. Even though, hear me out, even though if they had come to the rescue, which I realize this now, I've done a lot of growing and I've kind of handled the situation now. Um, I knew that if they came to the rescue, that I would have not listened to them at all. Like, I- I'm not stupid. I know I wouldn't have listened. But it was just that in that moment, I wanted someone to blame it on, if that makes any sense. Um, so anyway, from that from that anger, that hurt, all that began to grow. For me not wanting to ask for help, it began to get bigger and bigger. And from that time, at that time, my relationship with God was crumbling. And I mean, it was crumbling fast. And it was nothing that God did. It was everything that I was doing because... I didn't want to ask for help because I was so stubborn. I was so stubborn. And I'm not saying I'm not stubborn now, but I I wish some people could really understand what I'm talking about, which I'm sure somebody does. And maybe I'm talking to you. Maybe you're so stubborn. And maybe this is God telling you, hey, ask for help. Stop trying to do it on your own. You can't expect everyone else to know what you're going through. Because what you're doing is throwing a pity party. And trust me, no one wants an invitation to that. Okay? And I'm talking to myself here because this is what I did. This is this is what I did back in December. And this is, this is what happened to me. And I began to have, you know, repercussions to that, that mindset. Anyway, I'm jumping ahead. But basically, from that, all that began to grow. And a seed began to be planted in my life that... I allowed to be planted. That was not of God, and I know that. Um, I kind of I uh, got into a relationship with someone that was not in church, did not believe the same things that I believed, didn't didn't even care, and they didn't want any. They really didn't want anything to do with it, to be honest. And um, if you are apostolic, like I am, um, I know some of my listeners are not, but if you are apostolic, one thing that the apostolic women are really, really known for is we have extremely long hair because we don't cut it. Um, we don't cut the hair on our head. Um, we let it grow because in the Bible, it's basically talking about how that is our glory and angels abide there. And basically it's our protection. And when I was dating this guy, um, he, he didn't understand 
He didn't understand why I didn't cut my hair, why my hair was so long. He had all these questions. And with me being raised in church the way I was, which was so astonishing to me, I did not have any answer to give him other than the scripture that I had been taught. And that wasn't enough for him. And when it wasn't enough for him, I began to question what I believe, because if it wasn't enough for him, why was it enough for me to not do it? Okay. So hear me out. Listen, we all make mistakes. So if you're judging here, you can go ahead and hop off here. Um, this is not meant for judgment in any way. This is meant to be helpful. It's supposed to help someone. So if you're judging or you're cutting someone down for this, and I'm just saying this just all across the board, if you're cutting someone down in your church because of something that they're doing, um, cause maybe they're involved in the wrong things or maybe they're doing, maybe they're not, maybe they're involved in a relationship, whatever it may be across the board here, you, something, something that you need to understand, something that I dealt with, there is no reason for you to judge them. That is for God to do. We all make mistakes. And if you are judging someone or you are cutting someone out of your group because of something they have done outside of the church, something in their, in their own lives, that is really none of your concern. That is something that you should be praying about, not talking about, if that makes any sense. Um, but anyway, sorry, I got, I got off chasing a rabbit there for a second. But um, basically, I had allowed this seed of doubt to be planted because if he didn't understand, I couldn't explain it, then why was I doing it? And that, that my, my crumbling relationship with God at that point, I didn't feel like I had a relationship with God. I had stopped reading my Bible. I had stopped praying. I mean, I was still attending church. Mostly because I was still living with my parents. I was still getting involved with worship service because I didn't want anybody to know that there was some stuff really, really going on with me. And I, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't, I didn't want to face it. I didn't want to. I didn't want everybody to know that I was dealing with some things because I felt like growing, growing up in a pastor's home that I couldn't tell anybody. You know, not because my parents wouldn't let me tell anybody. My parents wanted me to get help. I know that my parents wanted the best for me. It was just a thing of, oh my gosh, that's a, that's a, oh, that's a cool truck. Anyway, um, sorry. I know my parents wanted me to, to have help and to get that help, but I felt like growing up in a pastor's home, there was so much pressure just from the church body, not from my parents, from the people in the church. I felt like there was so much pressure to be an image, this, this picture perfect pastor's child image that it began to basically shut down things within me and I didn't know how to focus and I didn't know how to ask for help. And at that point, I didn't want to ask for help because I didn't want anybody else to know because I still wanted to uphold that image. I, I wasn't, I wish, I really wish that I could really explain it better, but that's honestly, honestly, that's honestly the only thing that I have. It was just something I, I didn't know how to do and I didn't want to do. Um, and so from that, began to begin, I'm going to be honest, begin the worst four months of my life. Um, I did end up cutting my hair out of anger because he didn't understand and he wanted me to cut my hair. And, cause, and I did it. I cut my hair. Um, something else that apostolics are known for are wearing dresses or skirts just because of the scripture that we follow and that we believe the standards that we uphold and 
uh, scripture is basically talking about now I can't now that I'm on the podcast I can't remember the scripture exactly or where it's found I do have a list here and if you guys ever want to know that just reach out to me on social media or whatever and I can get you the list and I can get you the things of why we do what we do um but basically the scripture basically talks about how don't put on anything that pertains to a man and uh anyway that's a whole other story here so basically I'd begin to give up my skirts I'd begin to wear pants and leggings and I began to be involved in a lot of things that I knew I knew that I shouldn't have been involved in but at this point I felt like I was on a train heading to the wrong direction and there was no brakes I felt like I'd begin to cross every boundary that was ever drawn for me in my life I truly truly was heartbroken at that point because I felt like my relationship with God was demolished I feel like there was no saving it I was a wretched sinner and there was no way God could reach me where I was there was just there was just no way even though I had been raising this and I knew I knew God could reach me because he died on the cross for this very reason he, he died to make a way to reach the sinners and I just, I begin to, I mean, when I tell you I begin to blow through boundaries, I, I was just shocked at how many boundaries I just tore down in a, in just a small amount of time. I, at this point, I was no longer on the platform at church. I was no longer really, I was attending church, but I wasn't really attending. I was just going, so to basically mark off a list so no one thought I was this backslidden saint that was just out there doing all kinds of crazy stuff which it was crazy stuff to me at that time because it was some stuff that I had never been involved in and this relationship with the guy at the time um began to just get worse and worse and worse and eventually I don't know we were probably a month probably a month after I cut my hair I can't remember exactly the time frame but I know we talked for a while we were together for a little bit and uh I went to actually HYC which is holiday youth convention in Tennessee for uh the UPCI and I went there and I knew that I was gonna have to like people were gonna see me and I just cut my hair and uh I knew that I had grown had grown up in the UBCI and been going to church camps, and I knew that people were gonna realize that my hair was different. And I and oh man, that that by itself was almost enough to keep me from going. But I did go. Luckily, the people in my group, my church or whatever, they saw it, and honestly, they supported me. That's something I'll say is if you know someone is going through something and they are blowing through boundaries like they are. Don't condemn them for that. That is not what they need. Especially if they've been in the church and they're going against and they're starting to, they're beginning to go against what that pastor preaches or something like that. I mean, I hope you get what I'm saying here. Don't cut them down. Don't slander them for it. Don't don't condemn them. You are not the one to condemn them. You have made mistakes too. Whether or not you were raised in the church or whether you came in recently or you've been there for a little bit. You once were out in the world at some point, somehow. And if you weren't, you go. I'm proud of you. You keep living your best life. You just keep doing what God needs you to do. 
continue to pray every day, continue to read your Bible, continue all those things, continue to work on your relationship. Because if you think that your relationship with God is at the height, it is the best that it could ever be, you are wrong. Your relationship with God should continually be growing every day. It should continually be be something new that you're discovering, okay? If you think that you, you have this relationship with God and you're good, you're set, I can probably just pretty much tell you if you are that comfortable, you're probably not set um, because God makes us go out of our comfort zone a lot of times to do things. But yeah, anyway, back to this, back to the point here. Um, I began to do things. So, and it wasn't until a revival about a month after I really decided, or about a month after I just got my heart broken because me and this guy had broke up and I didn't know what to do. And I had done all these things. I had crossed all these lines and here I was stuck with all this sin, all this heartbreak because nothing I ever did could fill it. It was nothing like it was when I was going to church and I was living for God. And this had only, hear me out, you guys, this had only been maybe a two and a half month span. Like I had only been out of the church, really out of the church, still going, but out of the church for, I don't know, maybe four months total, like all together, including this whole thing, maybe four months total before I really got back in, which is where I'm at now. And I want you to know, like, this only happened a couple months ago. Like, I've only been at back in church for maybe two months, going really, kind of really, not really strong, I won't say that, but really building my relationship back with God for maybe two months, because I'm going to tell you, it was a struggle. But I was kind of spoken to by a minister that I trust very, very, I trust this minister with my life. Uh, they're very good family friends. Uh, they love my parents to death. They go on mission trips all the time. And he had spoke some things into my life. He had called me out on some things that God had told him. And let me just tell you, let me just tell you, when I cried like a baby, I cried like a baby because I knew that this had come straight from God because there was no way that no one else knew. There was absolutely no one. There was just no way that no one else knew. It was the stuff that I was doing, the stuff that I was going through. There was, I'd made sure no one knew. I would, you know... It was just something I basically cut off a lot of contact with my parents and my siblings because I didn't want them to know and I didn't want them to think of me any different. And so I just cut a lot of things off. And there was no way this man could have known unless God had told him. So when that from that began, and then I began to kind of pray about it. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, then a few weeks later, someone else in my church that I kind of grew up with as a kid. Um, actually, they're a little bit older than me, but. He had come to me and he had said some things that God had told him to tell me. And it was kind of the same thing that the minister had told me before, but it was kind of reiterated in a way. And of course, uh, the young man at this time was basically talking about how he wasn't 100% sure why God had told him this, but he just wanted to let me know that he had. And at that point, I realized I need to pray about this. This is something that I need to take to God because he's telling me something and if he's told me twice, then obviously I didn't get it the first time. I need to go back and pray about this again. And let me just let me be honest with you. Life happened again and I started forgetting to pray. I started forgetting to read my Bible. I started backing away again. Not really backing away, but I wasn't where I needed to be. I mean, we, we all should be working on our relationship daily. But I was like, oh man, here we go again. Well, I went to a church service. Actually, this only happened a few weeks ago. I'm going to be honest. This happened a few weeks ago. And uh, 
I went to this church service uh, a couple hours away. I went to go see my friend. And this friend is someone I had met at camp. We, we've been friends for a really long time. And I trust this girl with my life. Like, when I tell y'all that I would die for this girl, I would die for this girl. She is my absolute confidant. I know that I can tell her anything about me. And that she'll just pray harder. Like, she's not one to condemn. I, when I tell y'all, everyone should have a friend like this. Everyone should have a friend like this. Someone outside of your normal group. But anyway, we went to this church service, and I took my sister and uh, my cousin, which is also another one of my really good friends. You know what you know what kind of friends I'm talking about when it comes to your cousins. But uh, I took them. We all went. And keep in mind, I had not told this this lady anything. I had not told her anything about my life recently, anything that I was going through. All she knew was I was still in church. I was still living with my parents, which I wasn't at that time. I was living with somebody else. Um. I was still doing all these things that I was supposed to be doing. And she actually came up to me and she spoke some things into my life that completely rocked my world. And it was the same thing that I already been told twice. Let's hear me out twice. It was just reiterated in a kind of a different way, but it was still the same thing. And then it hit me like, like, I mean, like a bag of bricks out of nowhere, like a freight train just smacked me right in my gut. Because I had not listened to God the first two times. It took somebody else outside of my group for God to get my attention. Now, I'll be honest, I'm human. I'm human just like anybody else. Sometimes God has to tell me something a hundred times before I'll listen. Especially with me being as stubborn as I am. I cannot tell you how, many, how much stuff that I've gone through over and over and over. Because I just turn around and walk right back to it. Like an idiot. Even though God's like, I literally just brought you out of this. What are you doing? What are you doing, Shayla? But here I am. Once again, this message was given to me again. And I was just like, okay. I mean, I tell you, I cried and cried and cried and cried. And I cried and I cried and I cried. And then I went home that night. And I began to change some things. It was in that moment that I knew some things had to change right then, right now. Not tomorrow. It had to change tonight. There were some things that I could change tonight. And I did. I began to work on some things personally with my relationship with God. I began to set a reminder on my phone about reading my Bible. I began to set my alarm about, I don't know, probably 30 minutes earlier, I think. It was at that time. So I would read my Bible. Or I would have time to pray. That way I could get in the car, take a little time going on the way to work. Pray about it. Think about it. Do all the things I need to do to really get back to it, you know? And I'm going to be honest, it's what, April 21st, 22nd? It's 22nd, it's Friday. April 22nd, and I, I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you. I still struggle with this day with some of this stuff. God is still showing me how to deal with some of this stuff. God is still walking me through this. I walked away from God. I did, 100%. I, I really didn't want anything to do with him. And... Thinking about that now is absolutely heartbreaking because that was just not something that I had ever been. Sorry, I had to roll down my window a little bit more. It's getting kind of hot. Um, it was just not something I had ever really, I don't know, pictured, I guess you could say. But anyway, moving on from this, I walked away and I came back. 
And I know that a lot of people have prodigals in their life and that they're praying for them. And yes, that is great. That's fantastic. You continue to pray for them. You continue to love them. But praying for your prodigal and loving your prodigal, those are very, very vital. But not reaching out to them, not asking them to go out to eat, not taking them out to lunch, not not buying them a gift on their birthday or Christmas or anything like that, or connecting with them, not making any type of contact with them. They're going to say, hi again, bye. Um, sorry, I got distracted. He has a really cool truck, I'm not going to lie. It's a really cool truck. Uh, but not doing those things, not connecting with your prodigal, you are not doing... I mean, yes, praying for them, loving them, that is a thousand percent what you need to be doing. But if you're not connecting with them, what are you doing? And yes, God will bring them back. Your prayers will be answered, but you need to connect with them. They have to have some kind of connection to come back. If they leave the church, there was a reason. There was a reason that they left and you need to try your best to rebuild that bridge with them reconnect with them that way they feel more comfortable more drawn to come back they feel like they're wanted to come back there was only a certain there was only I'm gonna be honest here and I, I grew up in church and I grew up in this church and everyone knew me and I think there was one person yeah there was only one person that reached out to me that really that really still stayed connected with me. And I'm not saying that I have a bad church in any way, form, or fashion. I'm not blaming anyone, anyone at all. I'm just saying it was that one person and that, that same connection. Even though I had grown up there and my parents pastored there, I still didn't feel like I could just come back. I felt like I had betrayed God in a way. But that connection... That connection I had with that one person, that, that t- those text messages, those conversations, that drawed me back. That's what brought me back into the church. And, of course, I've only, I have not been there very, very long. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There's still things that I trip up over. Everybody trips over something. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've been in the church. You're still dealing with something. You're still going to trip over something. There's still something the enemy is going to put in the back of your head. Whatever it may be. Honestly, it could be food. It could be smoking it could be alcohol it could be porn it could be um a hundred other things it could be your job it could be i mean little things to us but it's still stuff that you could trip up over you know you may be delivered but the enemy is still going to try to use that to trip you up okay because he knows that's your weak spot so i'm not gonna lie i mean there's stuff that i still trip up over when it comes to this kind of stuff and i i was raised in church man i, I was raised in this but basically this whole the whole point of this episode the whole point of this was basically that hurt deal with it now deal with that hurt that insecurity whatever it may be whether you need to talk to your pastor about it or you need to talk to your mentor or whoever it may be that you look up to when it comes to in the church if someone has hurt you in the church, if someone has offended you or, or done any type of those, or any, like any one of those things, you need to, you need to say something to that person that you trust very dearly. You need to open up about that hurt because the more that you keep that hurt shut in 
And the more that you realize that no one can see you hurting because we do a really good job at hiding stuff. And we expect people to see through it because that's what social media tells us. That's what TV tells us. You know, we see these movies and they got best friends and all that crazy stuff. And people see through that hurt, you know, and on the movie. But that's because it's in the script. Sometimes as humans, we are so good at hiding things. We're so good at, at putting on a facade and acting like everything's okay. Especially like if we're Christians and we put on this this facade and we expect people to see through it and we're all human there's sometimes that we just can't see through the facade you need to open up you need to tell someone don't wallow in it don't sit there and pity yourself and send out invitations to a pity party because guess what 90 percent of those invitations are going to get returned sweet pea no one wants to attend unless it's their own yeah that's sad but it's the truth no one wants to attend nobody else's pity party but they all forehand out invitations for their own i'm just Anyway, I'm chasing a rabbit now. But the whole point of this is please say something. Don't let that hurt grow. Don't nurture that hurt, okay? There is a time to heal. But there is a time that you have to put a Band-Aid on it. And that sounds really bad, but that's not exactly what I meant. Basically, yes, there is a time that you need to nurture that hurt, okay? You need to, to... take care of it and deal with it but there there comes a time where you have to get back up from that hurt you have to knock it off and you have to go back to what you were doing even harder than what you were doing it okay you can't let that hurt basically decide who you're going to be you can't let that make up everything about you you can't plan your life around that hurt eventually you're gonna have to deal with it and you're gonna have to hit it you know head on and and you're gonna have to face it and you're gonna have to confront it and let me be honest with you i'm not good with confrontation Con- that's that right confrontation confrontation whatever you get the point you know you, you get it you get it a lot of y'all a lot of you guys are not good at it either i'm not good with confrontation if i have a problem i like to avoid it but the truth is if you have a hurt like that that's turning into anger that is not something that needs to be avoided that's not something that needs to be put on the back burner because what happens is it begins to plant a seed and your relationship begins to be questioned with god and you begin to kind of crumble because we were never built to handle that we we're never built to deal with that if that makes any sense and i hope i, I really hope i'm making sense y'all um there's just so many cars going by i'm getting kind of distracted i'm not gonna lie i, I really thought being on the middle of nowhere then there wouldn't be a lot of people but there is and let me just tell you this is a really pretty road i'll probably post it on my instagram anyway but yeah long story short if you are a prodigal or if you are struggling with something you're struggling with something right now and you you've related to kind of you've related to some of the stuff that i've said that i've talked about in this episode Please, 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 please do your own self a favor. Get up and come back. Okay? Revise your relationship. Go pray about it. And I know sometimes we don't like the answer that God gives us, but sometimes we have to find ourselves at an altar and we have to pray with, with the kind of, what's it called? urgency that we've never prayed with before okay and and let me just tell you sometimes those prayer that that kind of prayer can exhaust you physically but sometimes that is what it takes that is what it takes sometimes to connect with God and for him to open up those doors and for him to be able to show you some things okay 
Sometimes God is just waiting for you to ask for help. Sometimes that is what he is waiting on. And I really just, I can't express this enough because I want to prevent other people from, from taking the same path that I took. Because it left me even more broken than when I started. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I'm not going to put a bait on and say, oh yeah, everything's okay. No, there is still stuff that I am dealing with because I I went astray. I went a complete opposite direction than God wanted me to go. And I'm still dealing with repercussions of that. I'm still struggling with that. So please, 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 if you have not gone that far yet, please hear me today. Please, please, I am literally begging you, like, um, literally begging you that, um, please, please, please stop yourself from going down that path. Deal with it now. Don't deal with it later. Deal with it now. You need to focus on it now. You need to work on it now. Don't put it under the rug. Don't don't wait for another day to deal with it. Deal with it right now. And if you are someone who has already gone astray and you're struggling to come back, please hear me. Please. I, I'm begging you to please hear me. God still loves you. And the, the hurt may have come from the church. And if it did, I'm sorry. But you need to understand that church is not Jesus. That church is not God. God didn't hurt you that church did come back come back or if you need to sometimes we have to find another church and I know that can be hard but you could you could still find another church that believes the same things or you can confront you can go to the pastor and you could talk about him you know you could set up a meeting somehow but please 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 come back don't allow what one person did to you to mess up your whole relationship with God okay Please don't allow that. God did not hurt you. The people did. And I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. I I truly am because I know how it feels. But please come back. Please find a place of prayer and come back to God. He misses you and he loves you and he needs you. Okay. And I hope this, this, this whole podcast made sense. And I really do hope that it reaches somebody. Or maybe give some explanation into maybe you don't know what you're dealing with. And maybe this podcast might be able to reveal some of those things. Maybe you relate to me. I I really don't know. Um, I know I don't know some of you personally. And I do know I know some of you personally. And as always, if you ever have any questions or you ever want to reach out to me, um, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. I recommend Instagram because I'm probably not going to answer on Facebook because I be getting all kinds of weird messages all the time. But you can get me on Instagram. I think my Instagram is like Shay underscore Bay 18 or something like that. I don't know. It's weird. But uh, I don't have a private account. So you can just get on there and message me and I'll see it. Um, just tell me where you're coming from. Or tell me how you got there. Whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. If no one else tells you that they support you, I'm going to tell you right now. I support you and I'm proud of you. And you keep going, okay? You keep going. And I want to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this episode. I really do hope this reaches somebody, whoever it may be. I, I really don't know. Um, I'm going to get off here. I am very sorry for all the distractions and all the cars and the keys. And the, and some guy yelled at me a while ago for something. I don't really know what he said, to be honest. But <laughs> I just kind of waved and smiled. Um, 
but yeah, if you ever need, if you guys ever want to reach out to me, feel free, please do. But I really hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I hope that your day is blessed. I'm going to be praying for everyone that hears this podcast. I, I love you guys. Well, some of you, I mean, I love everybody, but like, you know, you, you get the point. I really hope that you guys have a great day and I'm praying for you. I support you. You got it. Okay. You got this. And today is Friday. Praise the Lord. Okay. Bye, guys.